This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. And most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, October the 25th, 2022. 
Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, or so many more. We're a daily podcast that's free, absolutely free of charge, and is available anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right to the headlines. Starting over with our friends over on eWrestling News, Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour, AEW News and Notes on the Acclaimed and the Philadelphia Phillies. AEW Tag Team Champion Anthony Bowens has reacted to a tweet from TBS Champion Jade Cargill regarding her daughter doing the Scissors Me chant. Now, this is what it said. So my daughter has been chanting, oh, scissor me daddy so much. My fear is she's going to say it at school. Thanks, guys, at official Bowens. Anthony Bowens would respond back on Twitter by saying, this weekend I've learned that Platinum Max Caster and I are great influences on our nation's youth. In addition to that, you can find out everything that's happening right now with Rio and her return when you follow AEW's Twitter account. Now you can get some highlights from AEW's Dark Elevation episode, which just aired. The Blondes, Flying Brian Jr. and Griff Garrison, are with a winning combination sequence as they take a victory on Dark Elevation. Once again, tune into Dark Elevation, which is available on the YouTube channel over on AEW's brand. Once again, Matt Hardy also picked up another big win, but unfortunately he got suspended from the firm as well. What happened? And how much money also did he get fined? And also, the Philadelphia Phillies are heading to yet another World Series, and the acclaimed are celebrating that in a very big way. With more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. David Esposito is writing in on this hour for eWrestling News. Britt Baker shares what it's like to be in the face of the AEW women's division. Now, two popular AEW stars sat down to talk about their current promotions. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, was a recent guest on Swerve City podcast hosted by Swerve Strickland. Now, during the chat, Baker opened up about what it's like to be the face of the women's division. She spoke about fans who have objected to her from being such in a prominent role, much like Charlotte Flair is in WWE. The doctor gave a very blunt opinion on those assessments, hitting back at those who share the perspective of her position within the company. Now, how she views her own accomplishments in comparison to what Charlotte Flair has done in WWE. I do consider myself the face of the women's division. That's a job and that's my priority. Me doing what I do each and every week on TV and me being on TV as a presence. I'm not just one of the top stars in the division, but I'm also the ones outside the division that people are hitting me up for different reasons. I hit home runs left and right. You see me at Comic Cons, but that's not the only place I'm going to be. I'm having a lot of people from different networks meet with me, different people. And you know what? I'm also getting the word out on AEW. Let me talk to you about this. The next thing, you know what? I have more people asking me about it, and I'm very excited. So if that's what it means to be the face of the division, then you know what? I take it on seriously. Now, on her connections to Charlotte Flair, she would go on to say, now let's get back to Charlotte. Her and I have chatted, and she has given me so much great advice up to this point. She's given me solid advice just to stay true to who I am. Don't worry about the narratives. Don't worry about the fans creating their own versions of you. Just be true, because you know what? That's the only thing that's going to get you to where you need to be. Continue to be fantastic. Now, on the difficulty of being center stage all the time in the women's division, she would go on to say, and I quote, being the face of the division, you're are always under a microscope. No matter what you're doing, no matter what you're saying, everything is going to be scrutinized. That's kind of just the way it is right now. When you're in the women's division, you're doing the best you can. You know, there's going to be a lot of things that people are going to want to twist and turn your words around. You know what? Watch your match and do the best you can. And I can see what happens here and there in some of my matches. You know what? People think, oh, Britt did the wrong thing. You know what? I come up and I talk to Tony too. What happened? What went wrong? Just a few weeks ago, this kind of thing happened, and I talked to Tony Khan. You know what? But I've been talking to other people, too, like Chris Jericho and Tony Schiavone. Don't go on and listen to people on Twitter. Get out there, and don't let that get into your head. It's not real. Listen to your coworkers and your peers and people you look up to in wrestling. That's who you should listen to. If you'd like to find out more about what Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, had to say about being the face of the women's division, go ahead and cruise on over to E-Wrestling News, and more information on this interview will be forthcoming. William 
Regal is making news at this hour. William Regal calls MJF an entitled prick, and he talks about the email situation that happened back in WWE. Now, during the latest edition of his Gentleman's Villain podcast, William Regal commented on his email he sent to MJF while he was in charge in WWE, what he told the salt of the earth at the time, and so much more. Now, Regal addresses the email that he sent to MJF, and here's what he said. There were two emails I told him. You're 19. Go make a name for yourself. I spent a lot of time reading all these things, and I know that he needs a lot of things to work on. He's a good, good man on the microphone right now. In fact, he's really good already. That's how he came on my radar. When he sent me the third email, which was basically the same thing I had already seen, everyone I've ever met, I do stuff for. I've always been the guy who I've said, send me an email. I told him twice, send me another one. When I have 200 or more people trying to get a job, and the people I'm also already dealing with, he's just taking up my time right now. So he sent me two emails. I told him not to send me any more, and then he sent me another one. Why would he go ahead and send me another one? He went out of his way all these things that I just told him and I tried to teach him. Well, you know what? That's what happened. But when he sent me the third one one day, I was probably 15, 15 emails into dealing with other things. And I know other people wish they had opportunities. And I already gotten given him an opportunity. You know what? It's going to take a while. He needs to go out there and just make a name for himself. Now, on what he told MJF, this is what he said. What I said was real. If all it took was for you to get an extra email out of it, I told you not to send me another one. If you got fired up for that, well then good, then I'm doing my job. It's actually sad that you let that much of a problem vent for seven years. He doesn't remember this, but it's common knowledge now. Not long after we met, I had two bleeds and I had two things going on with two different things. Now, that kept me completely isolated from always looking at my emails. I was incredibly busy right now. And you know what? I also have amnesia. I had two bleeds on my brain. They stopped all emails coming to me. So there were a lot of people, like Ricky Starks is one of them. Sammy Guevara was another one. So, you know what? I might have missed some things for a while. Now, you don't hear them moaning about things. You know what? They just moved on to something else. With more information on all of this and why he thinks that MJF is an entitled prick, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. In a continuation about what we'd reported on about the Philadelphia Phillies, AEW News, the Phillies love the acclaimed and the firm, well, they find Matt Hardy. Everybody loves the acclaimed, and that includes National League champions, the Philadelphia Phillies. During Sunday's game against the Padres, there was a little hit-and-run action, and at the bottom of the third inning, somebody returning to the dugout. Hopkins and Brandon Marsh did the scissoring gesture that was made popular by AEW tag team champions Anthony Bowens and his partner Max Caster. Now, what happened? Well, Anthony Bowens made a comment. The Phillies are scissoring in the dugout. Everybody loves the acclaimed hashtag postseason. Now, Matt Hardy picked up a win on Dark Elevation recently, but it didn't end up well for him. Hardy got hit with a $100,000 fine and suspension from the firm following his win. Sophie Hathaway and Ethan Page who are in control of Hardy's contract, took issue with Hardy using the twist of fate finishing move. Now, according to the firm, that move was prohibited, and it's now Ethan Page's move because he owns his contract, which meant Hardy was fined 50000 As it emerged, Hardy then shoved Hathaway, which resulted in the fine being doubled, and Page suspended him. You can find out all the reactions to all of this by following All Ego Ethan Page's Twitter account to find out exactly how Matt Hardy responded. For more information on that, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be coming. David Esposito is writing in this hour about Kylan King. Kylan King talks praise from Tony Khan and the return of NWA in power. Now, AEW Women's Division standout Kylan King is back in the news. Recently, she sat down with Andrew Thompson of Post Wrestling to talk about a wide range of topics, including another Empower event for the NWA and receiving some great praise from Tony Khan. Now, first, on discussing a second Empower event with NWA. I think there's plenty of talent out there for a second Empower show. I don't know if everybody who is a part of creating a second Empower is aware of the talent. I have the ability where I get booked 
you know what? I think we can put on an all-women show. I'm constantly experiencing women from all over the world, whether I'm wrestling or not, whether I'm on the same show with them or not. You know, I don't run NWA. I don't have the wherewithal to say all these different things, but I can imagine that it would be great but it would also be sad if we didn't have another Empower. As many people know, Empower is a all-women's pay-per-view event that the NWA has put on. Many fans have been speculating whether or not they'll be doing a second one. Unfortunately, right now, NWA had initially said that there was enough talent in their women's division to put on an entire show. Kylan King would go on to say, So I think it's just a matter of becoming aware of what's available and finding an equally strong, if not better, roster for the next one because you never know when you're going to have an opportunity like this. So we need women. So please, bookers, book all of these women. You want to make sure that every booking matters for an event, and we want to make sure that everyone has a chance to be on a show. If you'd like to read more about what she had to say and the praise she got from Tony Khan, continue following David Esposito and Kylan King, and more information on this article will be forthcoming. AEW has landed on a list of the brands that people should be focusing on. All Elite Wrestling has made it to the second annual Brands That Matter list from Fast Company. Now, the list celebrates companies that have made a significant impact over the last 12 months and giving consumers a reason to be invested. AEW has selected among 145 companies, including large multinational conglomerate startups and nonprofits. In a statement, AEW President Tony Khan was very happy about making the listing. He would go on to say the following. The distinction of being a brand that matters perfectly describes the rise of AEW in 2022. For the first time in more than two decades, professional wrestling fans have a legitimate competitive alternative to mainstream wrestling. And we're not only reviving the interest of lapsed fans, but we're also generating the fans of tomorrow with world-class rosters of incredibly talented and driven and creative minds. Now, Khan would go on to add that making the list is an award earned by every wrestler on the roster, every producer, every coach, and every backstage person in AEW. If you'd like to read more of Khan's full statement, you can check it out. It's on listed on eWrestling News, and you can follow it on Twitter and on Facebook. For more information on this, continue following eWrestling News. Britt Baker once again is making news. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Britt Baker got some more great advice from a top WWE star. As we stated earlier on in the show, when she was on Swerve Strickland's podcast, Swerve City, Britt Baker also received some advice once again from Charlotte Flair. Now, this is what Baker had to say. I get compared to Charlotte all the time on Twitter, and for me, that's okay. One of the best women wrestlers in the world. So... You mean you're calling me like that? People don't understand the constant pressure that comes with all the hate that you get on social media. You know, listen, we're just people too on Twitter. They dehumanize us. Oh, we're just wrestling characters, but we're not. We're people. This is our job, and we want to be good at our job, but we're doing everything we can not to mess up. But sometimes you still might mess up. The next day, you're working 10 times harder to make sure you don't make those same mistakes again. But the important thing is to remember, you're just still human. Now, Charlotte would go on to compliment Britt Baker. She would go on to say, now let's talk about Charlotte. I've chatted with her and she's given me some great advice to get through some of these difficult times. Charlotte also mentioned to me about the narratives that fans create when they're on social media. She told me just to be true to myself and continue working. And she has truly been absolutely fantastic to me. With more information on all of this, continue following Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, on all forms of social media, and continue following eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens is also writing about AEW star Wardlow. Wardlow talks about the current state of AEW's locker room. Now, as many people know, the AEW locker room has been the hot topic amongst many wrestling fans and many wrestlers in the industry. In an interview with ESPR Podcast, Wardlow noted that the AEW locker room has only grown closer together in the weeks following the backstage drama. Now, there have been incidents where Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara got into this altercation, and then Guevara and Andrade got into an altercation. And nobody can forget the all-out fight that happened between Ace Steel, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. But Wardlow chimed in and had this to say, 
Everybody backstage has done such a great job of communicating and we've been honestly through everything, all the chaos. Fortunately, on the inside, it's made us that much tighter. I feel like since all of that stuff happened, these past couple of months have really changed our locker room. We really have some really positive leaders, guys like Jericho and Moxley and Danielson. They're all true leaders and they're all very, very passionate. They've done such a great job getting the locker room together and being on the same page and getting our company back on the right track. We talked about it recently. I feel like our locker room is as tight as it's ever been and especially because it started just a few years ago. When we first started, we were all on the same mission. We were a family. We survived COVID together. We spent more time with each other than we did our own families. It was really, really special that we basically lived in Jacksonville together. Everybody bonded so well, and I feel like we're back on that track as of right now. If you'd like to read more about what Wardlow had to say about the AEW locker room, continue to follow Andrew Ravens and continue to follow this article, which is trending right now over on eWrestling News. Eddie Kingston is making news at this hour. Eddie Kingston says backstage fights happen, but you know what? It happens when people don't know how to use their words. Thomas Lawson's writing in, AEW star Eddie Kingston believes wrestlers should try to use their words to avoid fights backstage. Kingston was briefly suspended from AEW earlier this year after a backstage altercation with Sammy Guevara. Now, addressing his backstage fight on Eat Sleep podcast and repeat, Kingston explained why things sometimes backstage unfortunately can turn violent. He would go on to say, and I quote, It's real simple. You've got a lot of people with a lot of egos. Some people believe other people don't deserve to be in AEW. Other people do believe they deserve to be in AEW. So when you get a bunch of guys, both men and women, who don't know who really knows how to use their words, things all of a sudden can happen pretty quick backstage. Now, when he was asked about a possible Loser Leaves Town match with Sammy Guevara, Kingston retorted, maybe, who knows. In addition to this, Kingston-Guevara fight and Andrade Alidolo recently picked a fight with Guevara, and the comments over both of the men have been made public. Alidolo was sent home from a recent AEW Dynamite taping, which marked the third show year's anniversary, and he wasn't there. Guevara, who did not fight back, was allowed to stay during the tapings. Again, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks continue to be suspended for their role in the AEW all-out media scrum fight that happened. With more information on the backstage news on AEW, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, the salt of the earth, whatever you'd like to refer to him as, well, he's going to be talking on this episode of Dynamite. All Elite Wrestling sent out a tweet today announcing that MJF will be speaking on AEW's Dynamite, which will be happening tomorrow night. Now, it's a big lineup for AEW on Wednesday night. AEW World Championship match, John Moxley takes on Penta El Cerro Miro. AEW Tag Team Championship number one contenders match, we'll see FTR take on Swerve in our glory. Rio, recently returned Rio, will be taking on Jamie Hayter. Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia take on Claudio Castanoli and Wheeler Yuta. And Brian Danielson takes on Sammy Guevara in a one-on-one -on -one match. For more information on the big lineup for Wednesday, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. J.D. Drake says, Wrestling in AEW is like living my dream. David Esposito is writing in at this hour. J.D. Drake has been a performer with All Elite Wrestling for quite some time now, most regular appearing as one of the wingmen in his stable with Ryan Nemeth, Peter Avalon, and Cesar Bononi. Now, the longtime indie standout star just wants everyone to know how grateful he is to even be in AEW. Talking to Josh Nason of Wrestling Observer, Drake spoke about the optimism for AEW's future and named some talents that he most enjoys working with. Here's what he had to say. I'm never satisfied ever. I feel like myself and Anthony Henry are one of the best tag teams that still has yet to be out there and noticed. You give us the opportunity and we'll become household names. That's the end of the discussion. To say that I'm disappointed with my run in AEW would be the furthest thing from the truth. I'm living my dream right now. I should have never had an opportunity to live, especially according to what others have told me in other companies, that I wasn't fit to be in those companies. Hold my beer and watch. You know what? I'm having the time of my life. Now, he also talks about working alongside some of the industry's greats. He would say this, 
Five-year-old me is literally excited that I even get to wrestle on television, be known by fans all around the world, and work with guys like Arn Anderson, Jake Roberts, Dustin Rhodes, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, Dean Malenko, and Jerry Lynn. And trust me, the list goes on. Guys I grew up watching as a kid are now my co-workers. How can I be upset about that? Would I have liked to have won more of my matches? Well, of course, but I'm still able to step foot into a professional wrestling ring for, for the second biggest professional wrestling company in America. We will soon be the largest company in America, in my opinion, the best company in America. And the thing I love the most is I love, next to raising my children and being a husband, I love professional wrestling. With more information on J.D. Drake and how grateful he is to be in All Elite Wrestling, continue following him and continue following this article, which is over on E-Wrestling News. David Esposito is discussing Conan. Now, Conan is discussing the differences between WWE's leadership and AEW's leadership. Conan recently spoke on his Keeping It Real 100 podcast, where he gave a blunt response to a listener's question about leadership in WWE and leadership in AEW. Now, Mexico's biggest box office draw didn't hold back when he compared the two companies. Now, both companies have had their share of backstage issues as of late. WWE saw Vince McMahon resign in disgrace back in July, while AEW has been marred with backstage tension and infighting. Now, when Conan talked about WWE, this is what he had to say. WWE had stronger leadership, oh 100%. You can see the leadership there in WWE. You know that Shunter, Hunter, Sean, Road Dog are excellent leaders. And then you've got X-Pac coming in, and you've got veterans that everyone respects, like Rey Mysterio. They've got strong leaders. They're very professional there. Roman Reigns is also a big leader in the locker room as of right now. Now, the difference displayed in AEW, he would say the following. I think AEW have got a lot of young, immature people who've come from the indies, but I just don't understand because you've got a lot of guys also like Taz and Mark Henry and Jericho and Arn Anderson. You know what? Who should be regulating all this stuff backstage? That's just my opinion. With more information about what Conan had to say, follow his podcast, Keeping It Real 100, and continue following eWrestling News. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, or so many more. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right into the headlines. Cruising over to our friends over on Wrestling Inc., Kevin Owens discusses WWE's creative pivot away from Vince McMahon under the new regime of Triple H. Now, Kevin Owens has been rejuvenated since Paul Levesque has taken over. He's embraced a new creative era in WWE as the newly named Chief Content Officer. This past August, Owens declared his prize-fighting persona would be returning to Monday Night Raw, with his main goal is capturing a championship again. The callback to the original design of his ruthless character in WWE is just one of many gimmick altercation, alterations that have been made and that have been ushered in in the most recent weeks since Triple H has taken over. Now, according to Kevin Owens, the majority of the stars backstage are welcoming the new approaches that Triple H has to say. Owens School would go on to say, and I quote, just the presentation of the show has been different, and the matches, and the mentality behind them, and the perspective. I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense to somebody that's just watching from home, but to us in the locker room, in the performance center, I think it's just a different way of looking and a different way of thinking about how we do things now. Owens told Happy Hour, but it's been fun, it's been energizing in a way, because all this brings new energy, and everyone's kind of excited to do their part now and put on a good show the best that we can make possible, and it's been pretty exciting for sure. Now, Kevin Owens hit his peak on the main roster back in 2016 when he won the Universal Championship after Finn Balor was forced to vacate the title due to a shoulder injury. Now, reports are indicated that Triple H had a large part in the decision to put the belt on Kevin Owens at that time, perhaps foreshadowing how he's going to prioritize Owens now that he's calling the shots. Now, KO would lose ultimately to Goldberg at Fastlane on March of 2017, but go on to become a two-time Intercontinental Champion and a three-time United States Champion. For more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information on the new regime with Triple H will be making headlines. Shawn Michaels tells NXT talent 
who the hardest worker they'll ever meet. Now, Shawn Michaels is known for being not only the charismatic heartbreak kid, but also one of the hardest workers within the WWE. And he's also a Hall of Famer. His key role behind the stage right now is leading the direction of the NXT brand, which is a crucial piece in the advancement of the locker rooms on the main brands. He will go on to say, I tell you this, the talent, the hardest working that you're ever going to see, and the most creative, Michaels told Bleacher Report, I think what made DX and the Attitude Era what they were was we were trying to think ahead of the times that we were in. We just felt a change or a wave coming. It was very different than that. We wanted to take it from a traditional and purist standpoint into something more entertaining for the fans. Now, Michaels, who serves as WWE Senior Vice President of Talent Development and Creative, initially retired in 2010 after losing to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 26 in a no-holds-barred match. Well, the Heartbreak Kid would then lace up his boots one more in 2018, teaming up with DX member Triple H against The Undertaker and Kane at Crown Jewel. Now, if you'd like to find out more information about what Shawn Michaels has to say about the hardest working wrestlers and where they are right now, and they are in NXT, he believes. Continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. More information is coming out about Stephanie McMahon. Scheduling conflicts push the release of WWE third quarter 2022 results. WWE announced that their third quarter conference call is going to have to be rescheduled. In a statement released on their corporate website, WWE revealed that instead of their previously announced date of Thursday, November 3rd at 8.30 a.m., the third quarter conference call will now occur a day earlier on Wednesday, November 2nd. Now, the date has changed and is connected with upcoming premium live events and their travel to Crown Jewel. Now, Crown Jewel is set for November the 5th and will be taking place in Rihad, Saudi Arabia. Matches announced for the match including undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns defending his title against Logan Paul. AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson will be taking on the Judgment Day of Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. Brock Lesnar takes on Bobby Lashley. Also, Braun, Braun Strowman will be facing Omos, while Drew McIntyre will be facing Kyrian Cross inside a steel cage. Crown Jewel will be available to stream on Peacock in the United States and on the WWE Network everywhere else. Now, as it gets back to the financial details, WWE released its second quarter financial back on August the 16th. The conference call followed the reports released by a host of WWE's personalities such as Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon, WWE's Chief Content Officer Triple H, and President and Chief Financial Officer Frank Riddick were also on the first quarter calls. If you'd like to find out more about all of the financials regarding WWE, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. We have new news on Triple H. Backstage news on the first WWE Saudi Arabia show of 2023. Now, WWE developed a partnership with Saudi Arabia back in 2018 and has hosted seven premium live events to date. The first ever premium live event took place in Saudi Arabia called the Greatest Royal Rumble Ever, which featured the largest Royal Rumble in history with 50 participants. Braun Strowman walked away with the victory and a green championship belt signifying his championship. Now, earlier this year, WWE traveled over to Saudi Arabia to put on the Elimination Chamber premium live event, with Brock Lesnar winning the WWE Championship in the main event. However, it's been announced that Montreal, Quebec, Canada will be hosting Elimination Chamber in 2023. PWI Insider has reported that WWE's first premium live event in Saudi Arabia in 2023 will be in the spring, following WrestleMania 39. Now, no date right now has been listed, but it should be determined forthcoming. Now, on November 5th, WWE will be traveling to Rihad, Saudi Arabia for its fourth Crown Jewel event, the eighth Saudi Arabia premium live event in total as of right now. Now, as we've reported, there are also going to be five matches on the card. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Dakota Cohen is writing in at this hour backstage news on how the NBC Universal feels about WWE's NXT brand. Now, the most recent premium live event from NXT, also known as Halloween Havoc, took place on October 22nd. The card was headlined by Braun Breaker defeating NXT Championship in a triple threat match against Dragov, JD McDonough, and eventually 
he found out that it was a huge hit on the Peacock Network. Now on Twitter, the Wrestling Observer's Andrew Zarian dropped a pretty positive stat for the NXT event. Halloween Havoc was NXT's most viewed standalone PLE since the start of the Peacock relationship. Now by a standalone measures, I mean running a weekend where there is no other WWE event happening on that network. NXT TakeOver In Your House 2021 and NXT TakeOver 36, NXT War Games 2021 has been the only three standalone premium live events for the brand that has been put on the Peacock partnership since 2021. Now Halloween Havoc 2022 can now be added to that list. If you'd like to find out more about this or you would like to view this event, cruise on over to the Peacock Network and you can check out all the details of what happened at Halloween Havoc. We have new information on WWE Raw viewership and key demographics. Now, Dominic D'Angelo is writing in at this hour, WWE continues to see the effects of the NFL season. WrestleNomics shared the viewership information for Monday night's Raw episode on the 24th. It had an average of 1,641,000 viewers. Now, that's a 9% drop from the prior week. Now, the key demo came in with an average of 583,000 viewers in the 18 to 49, which equates to a 0.45 rating. Now, that's down a full 10% from the week before. Ratings-wise, Raw placed sixth on cable in their demographic on broadcast prime time and also placed 14th overall. Monday night football game between the New England Patriots and Chicago Bears came in first with a 2.97 in the 18-49 rating, and it was also simulcast on ESPN and ESPN2. Now, the total viewership from one year ago today remains virtually unchanged. Last year's episode was watched by 1.6 million viewers, just 1% down from what we happened on Monday this week. Now, the raw demographic saw a 4% drop from last year's, and it was a 0.47 in the 18-49. As many people know, the NFL season definitely cuts into any Monday Night Raw programming as the football season will continue on until January. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Continuing on with the headlines, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Tessa Blanchard. We haven't talked about much about Tessa Blanchard recently, but Tessa is giving an update on what she is actually up to right now. Robert Grunier's writing in today, Tessa Blanchard has been somewhat of a polarizing figure in the world of pro wrestling, spanning multiple promotions, but she's been accused of bullying and making racial slurs. After she vacated the Impact World Championship in the summer of 2020, Blanchard kept her schedule limited and then she disappeared completely from the squared circle until September. She then ultimately returned to the independent scene. Now this past July, following a fallout with WOW Wrestling, she went away again. In a new interview with Sportskeeda, Blanchard addressed her long absence from the spotlight, but made it clear that there are certain things she wanted to keep private for the sake of her family. She would go on to say, Right now I'm in school, UTSA, the University of Texas San Antonio, which is like my main focus right now, she noted. I try to do the two things at the same time, wrestling and trying to be in school, but I don't always have time for that at the moment. As being a student right now, Blanchard has her sights set on earning a degree in inter international affairs, describing that there's a lot of history in politics and global arenas that she'd like to be in. Juggling rare wrestling appearances while attending school to help her find out where she needs to be. She's trying to find an inner peace and a quality she's adamant about as she's moving forward in her life and her career. She would finally also go on to say, I don't want to compromise my happiness for anything, not for money, not for popularity, not for followers, not for any of that. With more information on her, continue following her on social media and follow this article that is trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Jimmy Corderas, former WWE referee, is making news at this hour. Jimmy Corderas thinks rising WWE star is now finally starting to get it. Last night's WWE Monday Night Raw started off with one of the hottest factions in the industry right now, the Judgment Day. Bragging about Dominic Mysterio's victory over AJ Styles just the week prior, this naturally got the OC's attention. The trio came out to confront their adversaries, Carl Anderson specifically, requesting that he and Finn Balor have their previously advertised match right now. Former WWE referee and regular Wrestling Inc. podcast contributor Jimmy Corderas 
personally enjoyed the way the show kicked off, and you know what? He did not care that they went on in excess. He went on to say, It took about 10 minutes to get it because the OC comes out, and then they went into the match that was advertised earlier. Finn Balor and Carl Anderson, they went at it, and it didn't take long for them to get into it. They got into the match and did a great job of creating tension between both teams. Everyone in the Judgment Day has excelled at their role in the faction. But Dominic Mysterio has arguably seen the most growth in such a short period of time. He's finally distanced himself from his father's legacy and receives some of the loudest heat from the WWE Universe every time he gets on the microphone. I gotta tell you something, Dom Mysterio is now starting to feel his own. He is starting to get it. He is getting some great heat and doing the great comparison to Eddie Guerrero once again that he did. It upsets a lot of people. He's getting it. With more information on that, continue following Jimmy Corderas and continue following this article by Robert Grunier over on Wrestling Inc. Anna Jay, the female dominant wrestler in AEW with the Dark Order, has something else to say. AEW's Anna Jay says that her nickname was inspired by an NHL legend. Now, since her arrival in All Elite Wrestling, Anna Jay has had a number of monikers. Originally, she was known as the star of the show when she debuted in 2020 after she choked out Brandy Rhodes. She was then dubbed the Queen Slayer, which would be a name of her finishing move. She was also one half of Tay J alongside Tay Mello. And now, after that, she's standing on her own right now. She's being the best that she can be right now. And now, she's Anna Jay A.S., now she's a part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. However, there's some things to be taken into comparison. The meaningful name that Jay collected during her time in AEW so far is 99. That's the number that was given to her by Brody Lee after she jokingly talked about being a part of the spooky stable. Not only is it significant to her, but the great exalted one came up with it and he proudly gave her that name when she joined the Dark Order and gave her that number. Yep, that's what she was assigned. During a 2020 appearance on AEW's Unrestricted podcast, the late Dark Order leader told Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards the story behind Anna Jay's number. As it turns out, that was the number that was inspired by another one of his passions, hockey. He would go on to say this, They're 100% assigned, Brody said. Anna was the one that I had the most hands on. She's 99 because Wayne Gretzky wore 99. He was the great one. So I had to give a nod to her from Wayne. I was very proud of that, but nobody got it and nobody cares except for me. Tony Khan, as you may know, is kind of a bit of a numbers guy. He had a hand in naming some of the other wrestlers, but no one gets to choose, not in my group. And also a few of them had numbers already before, so I had no say on that. But before Lee publicly told the story on the podcast, Anna Jay also had the idea, and she understood the meaning behind it as well as the inspiration. She shared on Talk is Jericho that it was crazy and cool, and that she's going to keep that forever, despite having no connection or knowledge of hockey, no longer identifying with that name on AEW television anymore, she still cherishes the nickname because it came from her beloved mentor. For more information on Anna Jay, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. CM Punk is making news at this hour. CM Punk reemerges on social media to celebrate the film's release. Now, what does this mean exactly? CM Punk right now has not said very much on social media since his suspension from All Elite Wrestling and subsequent injury surgery, but it's been seen. It's now done. There's no more radio silence from CM Punk since the all-out brawl that happened in September. After being stripped of the AEW World Championship following his victory over John Moxley in Chicago, Punk essentially vanished. There were reports that he was injured at the all-out match and required surgery. Now, those reports were finally confirmed. Now, more information was coming out. Recently, there have been reports that his contract is going to be bought out by All Elite Wrestling and he will be departing from the company. This has led to all sorts of rumors and speculation about what may be next for CM Punk. Might he return to the WWE? And if he does, well, we haven't heard anything from CM Punk, at least till now. The Second City Saint resurfaced on Instagram today to post a story celebrating the release of the Netflix film Blade of the 47 Rowan written in part by his wife and former wrestling star AJ Mendez. Now, Mendez is known by the WWE Universe as AJ Lee. She joined 
by writing partner Amy Garcia, perhaps best known as playing Ella Lopez on Netflix TV series Lucifer, and they were developing the script. The duo also worked together in writing partners on the past comic book version of Glow, which was based on the Netflix TV series with that same name and on the version of Dungeons & Dragons. Their new film is a follow-up to the 2013 Keanu Reeves films film, 47 Ronin. The first movie was presented as a fictional rendition of the life of 47 Rowan, a group of samurai who set out to avenge their fallen master. The sequel takes place several hundred years in the future. Reeves is no longer involved. Back in the realm of pro wrestling, Mendez is currently serving both as executive producer and commentator for WOW, which is known as Women of Wrestling. Now, once again, as for Punk's future, it's a whole lot of wait and see at this point. For more information, continue following all forms of social media with CM Punk and continue following Wrestling Inc. FTR has their next tag team title defense and it's officially announced. The AAA tag team champions are going to be putting the titles on the line. Last night it was revealed that FTR will be going to New Japan Pro Wrestling to defend the IWGP Tag Team Championships on November 5th, though no opponent right now has even been announced. It would appear that those are the only sets of tag team titles that they'll be defending right now. At a press conference on Tuesday afternoon, Lucha Libre AAA announced FDR will take on Dragon Lee and Drillistico for the AAA World Tag Team Champions that'll be coming up. The duo were the brothers of AEW star Roosh, who earned a title shot at Triple Mania in Mexico City by winning a four-way match. On December the 28th, the matchup is a rematch of FTR's last bout in Mexico that happened in March. Urgent scheduled to face the Lucha Brothers, Penta and Ray Phoenix, FTR instead fought Lee and Drillistico. Phoenix wasn't able to compete due to an injury. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler emerged victorious after interference by Penta distracted Lee, leading to Hardwood scoring the roll-up pinfall. For more information on FTR defending their tag team championships, continue following Wrestling Inc. Buff Bagwell is making news at this hour. Buff Bagwell faces a possible amputation. Now, Buff Bagwell is still feeling the effects of an August 2020 car accident, and it could lead to the amputation of the former WCW star. He had been driving in Cobb County, Georgia when, his, when he crashed. While Bagwell was initially optimistic about his recovery, he revealed that the damage suffered in a recent appearance of Inside with Chris Van Vliet. He would also go on to say the following, The actual industry is my patella tendon. It simply exploded, and it's not there anymore. So they cut down half your calf, and they put a piece inside your calf, a muscle right by your knee, so they could rebuild the tendon. It's called a very, very difficult surgery, Bagwell said. And as I went to the doctor the following day, well, the flap wasn't there anymore. It sometimes just doesn't work. And I have a lot of chips and arthritis. All that kind of stuff builds up, and it just became bad news. An amputation officially puts put on the table. It is on the table, but you know what? That's just the way it is. Bagwell explained that he is leaving no stern unturned in his effort to avoid the course of action. He would also go on to say, We got an infectious disease doctor that we're seeing right now, and everyone's not saying anything, but we're hoping that everything's going to be okay. We want to get the amputation out of the conversation. So right now the deal is, we're going to keep things clean, we're going to keep the wound as clean as we can, we're going to get blood tests every four weeks, and hopefully the order itself will get put back together. For more information on all this, continue following the Buff Bagwell on all forms of social media, and continue following Wrestling Inc. DDP compares Sting to a legendary rock band, but what exactly does he mean? Dakota Cohen's writing in at this hour. At 63 years old, Sting is one of the most tenured active professional wrestlers. His career started in 1985. Sting has won 12 world championships during his time at WCW and TNA. Now, while he no longer competes for world titles, Sting's in-ring career continues as a mentor to stars such as Darby Allin. Sting has wrestled in 12 tag team matches in AEW since returning to the company in 2021. WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page compares Sting to a legendary rock and roll band. This is what he had to say. I think Sting has had it all. He's had an amazing career, Page said on the DDP Snake Pit podcast. It'll be interesting for me to sit back and watch and see how things actually end. He's kind of like Kiss, you know, that rock and roll band of wrestling. You put on the makeup and he goes out there and 
Man, it's just crazy. KISS has been one of the biggest bands in the world since the 1970s. The iconic group has a pro wrestling connection, as there was a wrestling character named The Demon, who was inspired by KISS bassist Gene Simmons, and this Demon character wrestled in WCW. Sting most recently wrestled on the 2022 Grand Slam edition of AEW Rampage, teaming up with, once again, Darby Allin to take on the House of Black, Buddy Matthews and Brody King. Now, during the match, the Great Muda made his return to America to help his rival Sting and Allen secure the victory. It has been announced that Sting and Muda will team together in Muda's final match, which will be happening in 2023. For more information on all of these things, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be forthcoming. CJ Perry, formerly known as Lana, addresses how Tony Khan books Miro in AEW. Now, did you know that since returning in the summer of 2022, former AEW TNT champion Miro has only had four matches? It's a puzzling statistic to add to unexplained gaps in his appearances on AEW shows. After his loss at AEW New Japan Forbidden Door, competing for the All-Atlantic Championship against Clark Connors, Malachi Black, and the Ultimate Winner Pack, Miro faded from the ring for two months. He's reaching another two-month absence from his competition again, once again his last match being September the 4th at All Out. Naturally, Miro's wife, who's known as CJ Perry or Lana in WWE, is not a fan of the way he's being positioned in the company, but she also puts it into perspective. It's just the way show business is. I think there's an illusion at AEW that the talent booked the show, and that was definitely something that people had in conversations, Perry told Busted Open Radio. Like, you go there. You're going to basically become whatever you're made of, and at the end of the day, Tony's booking the show. It's Tony Khan. He has his favorites, and he's going to push towards the ones he likes, just like Vince would push his favorites, just like Hunter is going to push his. I feel Vince really valued what he saw in him, Perry continued. They hit heads a lot of times towards the end of the creative differences. Vince really wanted him to be a villain, and Miro really wanted to explore a new side of him. Again, I just like to chalk it up to it's Hollywood, it's casting. We're hired talent, so we're really not the person who decides when we work or when we don't work. Also, it's wrestling. That's just how it goes. Miro returned this June after recovering from a hamstring injury and temporary relocating his work to eastern New York as he was cast in a big television series. AEW gave him the necessary time off to complete the series before he returned back to work. For more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. That's going to do it for the headlines for today, Tuesday, October the 25th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, or so many more. We're also a free podcast anywhere you find your podcasts. Go ahead, tell a wrestling friend, download Headlines, and also Deadline the Front Row Material brand. We're a podcast brand that's out there that we explore all aspects of wrestling. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.